So what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode four of the Fit for Life Mind Body Podcast. I got a super special guest with me today. This dude, like, I don't even know how many things this guy does, but I'll list a couple. He is an entrepreneur. He is an influencer. He has around 240,000 on Instagram, something crazy like that. He's a fitness coach. He's a business coach. He teaches other people how to make money. He's also a, mu a musician, which I just found out not too long ago. Like, I don't know if you do other things, man, because it seems like you do so many things. You're so talented. But uh, yeah, man, introduce yourself to the people who may not know who you are. Jonah, I appreciate the introduction, man. You are hyping me up. But hey, guys, it's a pleasure to be on this podcast. It's here with my guy, Jonah. Me and Jonah actually connected a couple years back. Um, helped Jonah out a little bit when, when he was kind of getting started with online coaching. And to the extent, this is pretty much what I do, an all-around kind of entrepreneur. Uh, my main thing that I do do right now is I actually do help fitness coaches build their business online from scratch. I show you how to create your own online programs, give your clients a fantastic mobile app experience. But moreover, being an entrepreneur, I love sales, and that's pretty much what I teach all my fitness coaches, how to get just down dirty in the DMs, doing this thing fully organically without paid ads, without a paid website. And we just build relationships all day long. That's what we do on this side. So happy to jump on and share some value for you guys. Man, I, I love that. I'm excited. I feel like people are going to get so much knowledge, like not even about just sales, but about mindset, about fitness, so many different things. I love it. And that's actually why mm -hmm. I like I started working with you, bros, because you were all organic. Like at the time I was a young business owner, still kind of am. I didn't have enough money to do paid ads, really things like that. So I needed that organic growth. So no, that, that was really helpful, man. I, I appreciated that. But uh, I, love. I, I guess the first question I got for you is what was like the beginning of your journey? Like, how did you become who you are? Like, cause I feel like for everyone, there's some moment in their life. They kind of just are like, okay, I'm sick and tired of my life right now. I want more. I'm going to start doing something else. Like, I'm curious, what was that moment for you if you have a moment like that? I love this question, man. And to be honest with you, this all starts back in my college days. Long story short, back in high school, I was pretty much that party animal, man. I was in every single party you could think of. Me and the boys used to drive literally 45 minutes at like 16, 17 years old to go to this crazy house party in the woods. Um, and to be honest, soccer was my main passion growing up. I was always... Always growing up playing soccer. I come from a Brazilian American background. My both my parents are full blood Brazilian. My mm -hmm. mom traveled this country at 18 with not even speaking a lick of English. Just came to this country to start everything brand new, to start a new life for herself. My dad, same thing. He moved to America at, at 20 years old, single. They didn't know a lick of English. They kind of came to this country. My mom, my, my mother used to clean houses, and my father used to do pretty much everything. He was a carpenter, bus boy, used to deliver newspaper on, on the city bike. He used to do it all. Um, and this is back in Bridgeport, Connecticut, very Brazilian American type of culture. Like you go to you go to Bridgeport, Connecticut, the 203 area, you only find Brazilians there. there you, speak, you find more people speaking Portuguese than you will English. Because that's in Brazil, that's what we speak. We speak Portuguese. Mm. So anyways, long story short, um, always pretty much had that kind of grind work ethic background from my parents. Because again, my mom used to clean houses you know, 10 hours plus a day. My dad always had three, four jobs at a time. Always, always. They just, they just hustled for everything. And that's what got me all these opportunities. Um, So this story really breaks down to, you know, in high school, you know, and I had a very, they, unfortunately, my mom and my father, they separated at a very young age. So, 
you know, I'm, I'm, they, I think they separated. I was like two years old, three years old. They were actually never even married. Um, so I was always kind of like a, a single child and I would bounce from my mother's house and visit my dad on the weekends. So what I really understood was the reason why in middle school, high school, I was the class clown. I was the bully to people around me was simply because I felt like a, 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 a loneliness, a loneliness child, as in it's my fault that my parents are, are separated and divorced. So I was always, I kind of had that insecurity because I always thought it was kind of my fault that they got divorced. So I obviously, when you're young, you kind of carry that insecurity into school, into bullying your classmates, bullying your teacher. I was, I was that guy, man. I was in the principal's office every single day. I spent more time in the principal's office than I did in the classroom. I was just that type of student. I, I apologize to all my professors and all my <laughs> teachers back in the day, but I was that dude. I could, I'm sorry, guys. Um, anyways, you know, and I kind of carried that insecurity into my high school days. And I've always had this thing. I always want to be the center of attention. So that's why I always wanted to be the center of attention at every single party. Like we have a party, like, where are we going to? Like, we're out. So it wasn't until college, because I got recruited to play college soccer. And it wasn't until college, I got recruited to play college soccer. But that entire senior year of high school and that summer going into freshman year of college, what did I continuously do? Party my life away. Smoking weed every single day, drinking every single day. Spring, which I did, obviously showed up to the freshman year completely out of shape. The coach cut me. Respectfully wow. so. I was out of shape. Ate terribly. It's, it's what I deserve. Um, and then long story short, I continued to splurge the next that entire semester, smoking weed every day, drinking multiple times a week. Finally, I come home that first semester. I come home that first semester from college, all C's, D's, pretty much like borderline family. I had like a, like a one eight GPA, right? And my stepfather at the time, because I told you my parents separated early. My mother found it, my stepfather. Um, so I had a stepfather at the time and he was pretty much like, hey, man, like, you know, I see that you're you're slacking off here. And this is I don't see like you're obviously not doing the best things. I would like for you to go see therapy. I've been seeing this therapist for years. He has changed my life and I just want you to sit with him. And me being an 18 year old stubborn kid. In my head. I was cursing this guy out. Why do I need to go to therapy? I don't need any of this. I don't want to even think about this. But obviously, I wanted to make the man happy. I said, you know what? Fine, I'll go to therapy. I'll just, I'll just hear you out and go to therapy. 18 years old, coming home for that first semester, I walk into that therapist's office. And, the, and you know, super casual day, man. I'm listening to music, rap music. I'm in a good mood, good energy. There's nothing wrong with me. It's like a 9 a.m. that the meeting was. And I kind of pulled in at 9 a.m. And the guy just goes, man, just tell me about your story. And so obviously the only thing that I could really give the guy was that I just grew up playing soccer and that's all I would do. Eat, sleep, go to school, play soccer, rinse and repeat. And then I remember, and I told him, it's like, yeah. And when I went to college, I threw all that away. And the second those words came out of my mouth, man, I had a fucking breakdown. Sorry for the language, but I had a mental breakdown. I was crying. I could not control myself. I had no idea why I was crying. And I told the therapist, like, I have no idea why I'm freaking out because I have had a fine morning up until this point until he made me share my story. And the second those words came out of my mouth, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going into me. And I'm honestly crying so much. Like, I'm like shaking as I'm saying all this and it's coming out half the street I'm saying it now. Um, and then I really sat down and pretty much told me like where my insecurities really stemmed from. And more importantly, I had a mother, and I told you, single mother, obviously she separated from my father at a young age. So she was pretty much a single mother raising me pretty much growing up. So she kind of mentally abused me in a way. I Look, I love my mom to death, love her to death. But she just demanded so much out of me because having me at 20 years old, single, barely knowing the, the language and like I'm supposed to be your American dream. 
So I understand where all of that kind of mental abuse came from. It wasn't necessarily mental abuse, but it was her really demanding a lot out of me. But, you know, when you constantly get told every single day as a kid, when you're six, seven, eight, 10 years old, that you're constantly a fuck up. I wish I never had you. I made a big mistake keeping you. Like when you're this young and you hear your mom saying this every day, like that's what leads you into being that bully. That's what brought me to being that bully and leading, giving that insecurity off, rubbing that insecurity off on my classmates and into my teachers. So long story short, man, sitting down in this therapist's office, it really helped me break down like where all my insecurities came from. And once I understood the roots of the problem, that's how I was able to really move forward and demand demanding excellence out of my, that's where after that therapist, that day in the therapist, Jonah, I was in the gym every single day, twice a day, non-negotiable, three, four hours in the gym. I was probably overtraining myself. I probably don't recommend that, but what I will say, it inspired a new level of growth for me. I told my soccer coach that caught me in the fall. I was like, look, I want to come to spring tryouts. Cause that's how it kind of works. If you want to try back out, you have to come back in the spring because the main season is in the fall. So come to spring. We do have a spring season. You play like two games, but it's mainly practice. It's pretty much a tryout. Yeah. And then, and it's like, hey, I'll invite you. I'll invite you back to the spring. If you prove to me that you're good enough, I'll invite you back to the fall for the for the main trial in the fall for the main team. Long story short, got my ass in shape, made it to the spring, invited me back into the fall. We had a very good spring season. He invited me back into the fall. Long story short, in the gym multiple times a day, really working my self-development. And that's where in the fall season, not only did I make the team, I ended up becoming a starter. Not only was I a starter, I played every minute of every single game. I was probably like one of the best players on the team. We win the conference state of New York tournament, which it, it's a division three soccer program, but we won the state conference title in New York. It was like, it's like, it's like the, the, the main thing there. We get invited to the national tournament. Cinderella story. Now I know what everyone's saying. It's only D3. It doesn't really matter all that much. But one thing that that season has really taught me was that hard work truly does pay off. And one thing that I learned in my head, I was like, look, obviously I'm a division three soccer player. Yes, I'm good probably not going to go pro in this. Or if I do go pro, you know, we're looking at not the biggest salary, not like at least where I want to be at personally. So I was like, look, if I can, if I can apply everything that I've learned from this season, I can apply it into my, into a business. Imagine how successful that can be. And that's where I was like, all right, I'm going to become certified. I'm going to become a certified trainer. I, I did it through NASM, became a certified trainer, certified nutritionist. And now that's, that was the passion because fitness is what got me to making that team. Fitness is honestly what changed my life around for the better. And one thing that I really understood was that when I was finally doing fitness for myself and not, you know, to look good around women and to try to impress other people, when I finally took that fitness approach into myself, that's where I saw the most gains. So that's what made me really want to become a certified trainer. Cause I want, cause I want to give people like that outlet, that same outlet that I kind of overcame. Yeah. So Long story short, becoming a certified fitness trainer in college, being a full-time student athlete. Now, Joan, I have another problem. No gym wants to hire me because I'm a student athlete. I'm, I'm so busy, you know, working on the team in class, bounce from college home to my family home. So my college was five hours away from my family home. So gyms want somebody long-term. And I couldn't give I couldn't give a gym that long-term. So no gym wanted to hire me. So I was like, all right, I got to do this thing online. I got to do online coaching, right? This is back in 2020, the ending of 2019 into 2020. And I'm like, I got I got to do online. I got to figure it out. So when you start to try to do online coach and then you get start to get hit with all these ads, like, Hey, business, fitness coach, I'll take your business to $10,000 a month. Right. Getting hit with all these ads. Long story short, I find a mentor that I really resonated with his story. And I said, in his DMs, like, Hey man, I need you to help me. And long story short, he, his mentorship that he, that he was offering me was 1,500 at the time. 
Mind you, I had four hundred dollars to my name. Now here's the thing: I'll also be open. I've been there. Yep, so I'll also be open with this story. I had four hundred dollars to my name, and I was like, "Dude, like I have four hundred dollars to my name. Like, what can you do? Like, like I I could pay. Can we work out a payment plan?" So he's like, "All right, you can. Can you do five fifty for the next three months? So you'll end up paying an extra one fifty, sixteen fifty total because you're doing it in payment plans." So I was like, "That that sounds good." Um, it was my, it was already my birthday, January 8, 2020 is the day that this all changed. I remember my mom sent me that extra 150 as a birthday present. I told my mom, like, mom, I found this, this random guy online. I might be getting scammed. I might not be, but like this money you're sending me, I'm going right into this, into this mentorship with this guy. And I told him, I was like, look, I have the 550 for you. And if you can promise me, you're going to help me make money. Like then I'll, I'll pay you the other thousand that I owe you. Long story short, I made that investment. And I started building a business. The guy actually didn't scam me. He actually taught me good things. And that's when I turned that investment around, started making income online. And then income got pretty significant, became very successful in a very short amount of time. And then that's when nine months later, another guy messages me trying to offer me another marketing service. Long story short, I was like, hey, the last time I did this, it worked out pretty well. Let's fucking do this thing again. This guy was only charging me two fifty a month. So I was like, all right, let's you know, I'm making good money now. I can I can I can fork up two fifty right now. Let's see let's see what this guy can do for me. Double my business again. I went from fifteen online clients a month to thirty five online clients a month, and then saw the power of that. I was just a client of this of this company for about two months, and then this guy reached out to me two months later. He's like, hey man, like you can earn some commission, like offering this to other coaches, other entrepreneurs that you might know. And I was like, wait, you're telling me. The same thing that you sold me for two fifty a month for, I can go ahead sell it, and you and you're telling me I can make twenty five percent commission a month. He's like, yeah, exactly. What I'm telling you, it's like, dude, sign me up right now, because this this is the thing that every coach and every entrepreneur really needs to know. But unfortunately, not everybody's going to share that they're really utilizing these types of things. Mm-hmm. So that's when I took that business model, started slowly to sign up new coaches on it, given all the thing all the things that I've learned that built built me built me my first six figures along with this marketing company. And then I kind of combined the two. And then that's where I slowly transitioned into the marketing space. I was like, look, I'll slowly work with you guys. But then long story short, man, this business started to take off. My own fitness clients, I started neglecting my own fitness clients, started making as much money as I did with the marketing that I did with the fitness. I stopped checking in with my fitness clients. I had to tell them, young, dumb mistake that I hope nobody makes. So when you really grow out of your business, hire an assistant coach, take this from me. This is my first piece of value for this podcast. Take it from me. Just hire an assistant coach. When you scale out and you want to step away from the business, hire an assistant coach. All right. A a lot of coaches out there will be more than happy to take your clients and fulfill on them and work for 50% of what that price is per month, even 25%, whatever you want to kind of create that with. But unfortunately, I was young. I was 21 years old. And I was like, look, I love this marketing. Like this service is hot. I can help out a lot of fitness coaches here. But unfortunately, I had to tell my fitness clients, like, hey, I'm no longer going to be working with you guys. And I unfortunately gave up an extra 6000 a month um, where I could have just hired an assistant coach, probably paid him out three, four k a month, probably kept myself 3 k a month. That business could still be thriving today. Now, so again, it's a mistake. I don't I don't regret anything because I, I love where I'm at with my marketing services and where I've kind of came at as a consultant for my clients um, and doing marketing now for the last three years. I really understand that. I really have things down to a T. And it can really take any coach from zero to hero in a matter of 60 days. Um, so that's kind of, I know I, that was a long answer to your question, <laughs> but that's kind of been like how we kind of got here, man. Bro. Wow, man. I feel like we have so much to uncover based off that story. You really took me from, from your childhood all the way up to now. Like there's so much to talk about within that. 
I appreciate that, man. Thank you. And I didn't know I, half of those things about you, bro. Like, I didn't know you had a childhood like that. Your parents coming in, not even knowing how to speak English. Like, I can't imagine, like, growing up like that. And, like, coming, like, were you born in the United States, though? Yes. First person in my family born in this country. And it's and it's funny because, you know, my, my mother found my stepdad. And my stepdad was an American citizen. So she got her green card that way. But, you know, it was always a big struggle for my dad because it's like, look, like, I can't become a citizen until you turn 18. And so like, you know, this is that like nine years, like wow. I can't wait nine years for you to become a citizen. Um, so I'm not trying to throw my dad under the bus, but when, anyways, he's got his green card. We're all good to go. So <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that like, you know, like my dad's facing deportation for like the first, you know, 15 years of my life was kind of crazy there. Yeah, um, man. And like, I can relate to you a hundred percent with like the, the sports side side of things because I was a basketball athlete. That's all I knew in life was basketball. And I had a similar kind of story. Like I got hurt though, and I couldn't play basketball no more. And that's what started my self-improvement journey. But uh, I can totally relate to that. Do you think being an athlete when you're younger really has helped you like keep that drive? Like, do you think that's what built your like your discipline? Because I can just tell by talking to you, you have so much passion and like discipline consistency and like just looking at your Instagram do you think being an athlete helped you like cultivate that? Oh, 100%. And any parent that's listening in, like this should, it should be like a non-negotiable to sign a kid up for a sports team. Obviously, you don't force anybody to do anything, but I will say being a part of a team, especially playing soccer at a high level like that, um, really taught me the importance of communication skills, becoming a leader, mm -hmm. and all those principles I have applied to becoming a business owner to this very day. So 1,000%, yeah. it's most definitely molded me into becoming the person I am. Not saying that if you're not a part of a sports team, are you are you screwed? No, I don't think that you're screwed. I just think it's just important to learn these communication, these leadership skills as you develop as a person in total. I just think being, being a part of a sports team definitely helps you kind of speed that process up a little bit faster. Yeah, bro, I agree 100%. And I agree with you said, like, whatever parents are listening right now, if you can, get your kid to do some type of sport or even something with other kids. Build that communication skills, that leadership. But something that really caught my eye in your story was how you said you used to be a bully. You used to be like the class clown. I think that's what you said. Or things yeah. like that. You would treat your fellow classmates mean, I, I suppose. Whatever kids do nowadays, call kids names or whatnot. But what's crazy is now you're doing the opposite, bro. Like, I know when we first met, two, I was like two years ago on the phone you left me with so much good energy and like made me feel so confident in my abilities. Cause when you, when we talked at the time, I knew nothing about how to make money. I was just a fitness trainer, but you really left me with a lot of motivation and feeling like I could do a lot in my own life. How did you make that mindset shift? Because that's kind of wild. You started off being, being mean to people. And now you're like helping a lot of people. Like, I think it's like 10,000 people almost on your community or something like that. Yeah, our yeah, we built up a, a really big community. God bless. We built up an amazing sales team. We just have we have hungry people that, that are day in and day out trying to help other businesses grow. That's what we do at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, man, in terms of re in terms of me really become wanting to become that best version of myself, I really had to kill that old version out of myself. So that old version of me was a player. That old version of me would honestly talk to girls just for my own pleasure game. Mm. Would would treat my classmates bad would honestly treat my 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 teachers bad my professors bad and i, I kind of had this self-entitlement kind of ego 
to how I was kind of operating in my life. And I was like, look, I don't want to be this ego person. Like, I just want to be a person of love that can just bring good energy and value to everyone around me. And in order for me to really turn everything around, man, I just had to kill that old version of myself. I just mm -hmm. had to kill him. And not in a physical sense, but it was like, hey, like, I am sick of acting this way. I'm sick of just using and abusing people. And I just want to give good energy to this, to this world. That's the bottom line. But that's another thing. You know, obviously, you know, a main driving force for me, and I'll be honest, was money. Like, I wanted to become successful. Like, I wanted to be that dude. I saw all these fitness coaches with half the knowledge, half the experience that I had, gaining hundreds of thousands, millions of followers. And all they're doing is kind of, I don't want to put disrespect on people, but kind of roiding themselves out to get that, to get those extra eyeballs. And I was like, look, I want to do this, like the, the organic, the real authentic way, just showcasing like my dark journey and my dark times to get to where I am. Yeah. Um, so long story short, it was just really killing that old version of myself, being so sick of that person. I think it all clicks for us. Like you kind of, it, it, it wasn't just like an, it, it honestly was an overnight shit for me. It was like one day I just woke up, I was like, I'm sick of this shit. Like, that's it. It's over. Like, I'm, I'm no longer operating my life like this. And I'm committed to becoming the best fucking version of myself day in and day out. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I, I feel you on that, man. There was a day when I was just like, I'm done of crying, being depressed, being a victim mindset. Like, it's it's not getting me nowhere. I was the same way, man. There was like a, a click in my mind. And what's funny how you said you got to kill that version of yourself is uh, I was scrolling through your Instagram and I was looking at your brain feel your uh, highlight highlights on your Instagram and a book that really caught my eye that I'm reading right now was, is this one right here? Ego is the enemy. And I saw that yeah. on there, bro. And I wanted to bring this up during this podcast, but this is a perfect moment. Do you think killing that version of yourself, was that your ego? Do you think? Yeah. I had to kill that ego. I had to drop that ego. That self-entitlement ego had to get dropped that I knew that if I wanted to be successful in this world, that it really came down to me giving value and love to everyone around me. That's just bottom line. Like love is the most powerful energy source in this world. And there's one thing in my story that I never, that I never mentioned that really also helped get me to where I am today was in college. I also met a girl in that first semester that quite frankly broke my heart. Cause I told you I was the player. I, I used to, I would, I would honestly just use women for my, for my sexual pleasure. I'm just calling it for what it is. I'll pretend that they, I liked them for, you know, two months, a month, kind of did what I wanted to do. And then I would make up some excuse and why I can't be with them. So long story short, I was also sick of being that person too. And I wanted to understand that. Now here's another thing. I believe it was karma when I met this woman and I fell in love with her in school that she did to me what I used to do to the countless women before her. So I think it was karma kind of reversing and, and giving me what I really needed. But I'm grateful for it because I understood one thing, that love is the most powerful energy source. And that was the energy source that I felt with her. And that type of energy also made me want to become the best version of myself day in and day out too. So when she left, I really had to train myself. I was like, look, I still want to be successful. I still want to help other people. But I need to use this love energy that I've learned from her and give this to my clients. And obviously not in a sexual way like that, but in a way that actually wants them to become the best version of themselves. Mm. man i can agree with that bro love is the most powerful thing you can give you can also give hate but what's hate gonna do just make more hate you're gonna have no good karma i i firmly believe that love far out outworks the the energy of hate tenfolds over again and truly believe that it sounds like you experienced that firsthand from when you're a kid to now and 
to me, it sounds like your uh, your biggest insecurities when you're a kid became your biggest strengths. If it did, that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know if that's wow. true. That is very true. That's what I was hearing, bro. Like when, cause like, I really do believe our biggest fears, our insecurities are oftentimes the things that are going to be our biggest strengths in life. And that's often the times that what you need to feel in order to become that best version of yourself. Mm. Bro. Yeah. Like when, when we have like, when we get like this anxious, these anxious feelings, these, these thoughts of fears, fears of failures, like that is the exact emotion we need to feel to actually want to overcome how we're feeling. I hope you guys are listening right now because that is a hundred percent true. Like I re like I remember, and and I could I could even talk from like a fitness coach's perspective. I talked to so many fitness coaches. Oh, I just want to wait till I'm super jacked to start posting content. I want to wait till I'm super shredded to start posting content. It's like it's like, bro, your fear of wanting to wait until you're super jacked is going to continuously leave you stuck. Where I promise you, if you just took that camera out and you just started posting content, even if you're not jacked right now, I can promise you. The internal motivation that you're going to get seeing yourself on camera that first time and then seeing yourself on camera the hundredth time, you're going to make a huge transformation because now you're showcasing to the world what you want, what you really want to preach. And subconsciously, your mind will always start to work in your favor. Mm. Bro, this is why I love your content, because there's a lot of people out there who are good at making money, but not many people who are good at also working on their mental health, being physically fit. I, I love that because you're all about the mindset, which which I love. And uh, but here's the thing. When the when the mindset started to grow, the physique started to change. When the physique started to change, my bank account started to go up. It's crazy how that works. It is crazy, man. I and I I, I think I'm you're probably I'm probably gonna steal the words out of your mouth, but inner growth is outer growth. Is that what you think? Do you think that you gotta become your best self inside, internally, spiritually, if you're spiritual or not, religious? to then become who you can be from like into the physical world. Like, do you, what do you think about that? I completely agree. And I'm happy that you touched on the spiritual side of things because now here's the thing. Believe in God or don't believe in God. It's okay. But you are crazy to me. If you don't believe that there's a higher power above guiding us throughout our day-to-day -day actions, there is something above us that is dictating the future right now. And there's something above us that is watching it, each and every single one of our moves. And I can also tell you from personal experience, now that I'm in the marketing industry, I obviously connect with a lot of other marketers. I connect with a lot of high-level entrepreneurs, multi-six, multi-seven, multi-eight-figure range. Some, some of them pushing nine figures. And I can easily read the differences between some of them. And I know when another person is really going to come crashing down because karma does exist. And I know a lot of guys who have made a lot of good wealth in not the most legitimate ways possible. And I tr and I promise you, it all comes crashing down on them where they may be happy on the outside, but on the inside, everything is fucked. Mm -hmm. Bro. So upon connecting with these higher level people, now, you know, again, my mentality holds us true. Like, I want to be known as the hardest working guy in the room that gave good service to other people. And you'll never find me on a blog that I, I, that I scammed somebody or that you'll never find that on a blog of me. Because I know that anybody that ever connects with me one-on-one, -on -one, that I'm going to give you my one-on-one. -on -one. And that's the bottom line. I want to ask you. Where most of these gurus can't really say the same. Yeah.
I want to ask you a, qu- a question, kind of getting deeper into your your spirituality, religious standpoint. Do you think you would be where you are without the belief that there's something higher than yourself, something helping you in this reality? Do you think you'd be even close to the person you are now? I don't think so, because this this next part might sound super corny, but I can even tell you this from personal experience. When I was making zero dollars a month, and I had these big goals for myself, I used to journal every single day. Now I'll be honest, I have stopped this practice to the to the. I still do it. It's more like a couple times a week now, whereas beforehand it was every day, not a miss. And I used to journal and my biggest journal practice was I would just simply write down three to five things that I'm grateful for. But it's not just a one thing. Like, hey, I hate people when people say, I'm grateful for blank. And that's it. They just move on to the next thing they're grateful for. Like, no, you are grateful. Like, for example, I'll probably write this in my journal today. I am grateful for Jonah and him inviting me onto this podcast today. And in return for my gratitude, I'm going to be there for him whenever that he reaches out for a problem in the future. Whenever that he needs something, a little piece of advice here and there, whatever it is. I will show my support to him moving forward day in and day out. So like you, you share the gratitude, but you, then you also share how you're going to give him the same gratitude back. Do you understand how that kind of works? That's how you really do gratitude journals. Yeah. So I would do this. I would do this gratitude journaling because you got to be grateful for what you already have. And I promise you that higher power above when you really appreciate what you currently have, the higher power above always tends to bring you more. Bring without me- expecting it can't <laughs> expect it you can't just do gratitude journaling because you want more like you do it because you're truly actually grateful for that thing and deep down somewhere i'm telling you the higher power above will bring you more of that oh oh my god anyways when i was doing this gratitude journaling day in and day out and then at the end of it i would always just remind myself of the goals that i have always and i would always like look at the and it'd just be quick goals like that this this part would just bullet point but i would just i just wanted to see it i wanted to feel it i closed my eyes i want to imagine myself with 200 active clients 200 people texting me every single day asking me for support i want to feel how that looks like so when you can really feel how that looks like that's how you can really manifest and put the plan into action make that shit happen um so anyways when i would write when i would do this gratitude journaling and i, and I write these goals down every day dude those goals came those goals came. It came fast. It's uh-huh. the, it, was, it was the practice of of mentally feeling it. Like you can't just like write it down. Like you also got to like close your eyes and like mentally visualize like how that feels. Like how does it feel being a fitness coach with a hundred active clients all paying you between one fifty and five hundred a month? Like you got to think about how that really feels. How much work you have to put in for those hundred clients a month? Because that comes with work to make sure that all hundred clients are successful. They're getting they're constantly getting results. Like that comes with work. So you got to mentally feel and visualize like how that's how that how your days really going to start to look like when you have when you write those things down. Now, I can also tell you in the last two years, I'll be honest, I've stayed complacent. My drone practice has constantly gotten a little bit lower. And what has started to happen in my own business, complacency started to kick in. I look back at my business in the last 24 months compared to my first 24 months, and I see it stagnant in that growth. Uh-huh. And I know that the stagnant in that growth only comes down to the little things that I was doing beforehand that got me those results in the first place. Bro, yes. Bro, I'm so glad you brought up gratitude. That was the first thing besides meditation I did on my self-improvement journey was I did the same thing you did. I wonder how who taught you this because I did the same thing you did. I would write down three things I'm grateful for every single morning and night. Like you said, though, I don't do it as much anymore. 
And I've realized too, bro, like I'll have more sad days uh, besides when I used to do it all the time. And what's crazy is you say that you haven't had the same growth lately. Think about that, bro. That just shows that it's, that you probably haven't done nothing different. Like, have you done anything different physically? Like, physically, it's the exact same. As it sounds like, I still wake up to get after it. If you do but the it's inner work, I, I, I stopped doing the inner work. Yeah. And that's where the starts to kick in because it's as easy as it is to, to pick up a habit. It's as easy as it is to drop a habit. And you know why I stopped that inner work? I conformed to the people around me. I told you I got tapped in with this marketing agency. Hmm. I became close with these guys. CEO, multiple six figures a month. My roommate at the time, 50 to 70,000 a month consistently. So when I started to get around them, I was like, yo, these guys aren't, aren't gratitude journaling every day. Why do I need to do it? Mm. Like that was literally why I stopped. Mm. Swear, swear, swear to the story. But it's like, look, my results started to go down. Obviously they kept going up. It's like, look, they're not me. I need these little practices to keep my mind, my subconscious mind wired to wanting to achieve the goal. Bro, facts. Because the thing is, it's like, these these manifestation trying to get into the subconscious mind like they have their own practices that they're doing whether they know it or not that's helping them get to their goals but i understood what works for me and i stopped doing what works for me because i conformed because i was saying hey these guys are more successful than me i just let me just follow what they do yeah it doesn't always really work that way we're all different fitness is subjective just like your clients every client needs a different workout program Facts. We all we all need a different goal setting program, a different mindset program that helps us really achieve our goals. Mm. Bro, damn! I feel like if if people just get one thing out of this podcast already, it's to learn to be more grateful. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Matt, Maddie, and I'm gonna have you keep me accountable. Is let's start doing the gratitude again every single day, non negotiable. Things. Cause I, so need I can to... look at my now, man. It's like I average two times a week right now. It's two, two times, times a week. Now, how long does it take? Yeah. Like for the people out there listening, because I know a lot of people are like, I don't have time for this. I have kids. If they have kids, like tell them how long this takes. Five minutes. It takes five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. And if you don't have five minutes in your life, do you really have a life? Like, look, you can have it next to your bedside. And write it down there. And I promise you, know, I'm giving you, I'm giving my promise to this podcast to you that I have my journal right here next to me. I will not leave my office until that gratitude is, is done. With bullet points of my goals that I have set out, with an active plan to set out on those goals. Because having a goal is one thing, but you actually need a plan of action so you can achieve those goals. Uh, Anybody can just write down goals. What are you actually going to do to achieve the goal? Mm-hmm. Bro, facts. Like I did a vision board. You know how many people probably do vision boards and they don't do any of the stuff on there because they don't have an action plan for it. Like need, so many yeah. people get stuck in that. And do you think that's part of the ego too? Like, do you think that's part of the ego that tells you, oh, you're going to mess up. People are going to call you dumb if you try this new thing. If you start posting on Instagram, you're too skinny. If you're a fitness influencer, do you think that side of you that you said you've killed which maybe you still have a little bit of it. I feel like we all have a little bit of it. But do you think that 
that's holding people back. Like literally like the mindset part is literally holding everyone back in life. Oh, dude, I, the, the hardest part in anything is, is just the getting started part. It's like, we all have this grand idea. Oh, I'm going to be a fitness coach. I'm going to be an online fitness coach. I'm going to make so much money. And then when it comes time to start recording that camera, 90% of people just freak out and, and never hit start to begin with. Where it's like, I don't understand why most business coaches don't teach the simple fact that this shit is hard, bro. Go back on my Instagram for my first talking videos, man. Like I, I had a freaking wacky ass beard and I was just That's me right now, bro. So yeah, but you actually get like dude, I get I get patches. It's, it's whack. My I gotta shave mine. But it's like, you know, you build the confidence time after time. Like you're gonna suck at first, man. Like people are gonna laugh. Like it's part of the journey, man. Like I was I was always a skinny kid because I you know I played soccer. So but I was always kind of like I had I had like a lean, nice lean physique to me, but I was skinny. Like I was walking around 170 pounds, 5'10. And I remember going to the gym with my tripod, my, my college gym. I remember, I, I love sharing the story. And I remember I had beef heads in my gym, man, like bodybuilders. Like these guys were training for shows, like nuts. Yeah. Like I'm talking who's 70, I like 10% body fat, some of these guys. Like they were nuts. They were just like that dude, like those jack dudes. And I remember I'd pull up my tripod or a friend would record me. And every, you could just tell the energy in the gym. Everybody's like looking fuck's this kid doing like i could just feel it i could feel it and here's how i and i knew everybody i knew i knew 80 percent of the people in that gym were talking smack to me and i and i, and I can like and i can share later on on how i know this but here's the thing i was committed to being an online fitness coach i was committed to building myself passive income online i was committed to change the lives of the people around me and i didn't give a fuck if these Beefy bodybuilders had a had a care in the world on, on what I was doing. Look, yeah, I'm recording, but I'm allowed to record in here. My my shirt's on, I'm not violating any gym policy. So I'm gonna take my content. I don't care if you're gonna give me a dirty look. I even told the guys I would come to the some guys didn't want my friends didn't want to come to the gym with me because they knew I was gonna bring attention because I was because I was gonna record. I was like, you want to work out with me or not? Like, I'll, I'm not gonna charge you to work you out. But I all I ask is take a take a video for me here and here and there. If you want to yeah. train with me? Mm -hmm. so a lot of my own friends didn't want to drain with me like it was a small select few that actually didn't want to drain with me um did i care no fucks given i cared more about helping other people and building my own business than i cared about the opinions of the, the opinion of somebody else but now it's funny fast forward three years later four years later guess who's knocking on my door to become my client who's a fitness coach that wants help building their business online some of the people that used to talk smack four years ago like here's the thing with anything in life I put this in a rap song. Okay, I have some music. But first, they're going to question how you do it, and then they're going to turn into a fan. So when you're in a point and people are making fun of you, your own, like my own family doubted me. I, I dropped out of college. This could be a whole other story we talk about. Friends call me crazy. Call me a scam. You're going to sell a fitness program for $250 a month? Are you fucking crazy? My own friends did this. My own I friends really in, in, in group chats in high school. Close friends in group chats I was in in high school. So it's like I took all this. The average person would have failed. They'd be like, "Yo, you're right. Let me let me finish my degree. Let me go. Let me go work in a gym. Let me get a nine to five somewhere." I said, "Screw that. No, I'm gonna build this thing. No matter how many times that I fail, and I failed a lot. Mm -hmm. But now here's here's the next thing. Again, four years later, who's coming to me to become their consultant, their mentor? Some of these guys used to make fun of me four years ago. Those guys this with is, twenty inch biceps. <laughs> so my favorite quote." 
my because my and, and, and that's another thing i love working with these jack bodybuilders because they have some of the best physiques but they have no knowledge when it comes to lead gen and sales and this is why i teach these guys to empower them because like, you have all this knowledge like how was i able to build a six-figure coaching business when i'm literally 170 pounds and you and you're and you're an npc ifbb pro you said NPC. <laughs> no sense that you're broke, bro. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like, it, like it, it almost like saddens me when like I I see an IFBB pro and he's like struggling to make money. I'm like, dude, like you have the top one percent physique in the world. Anybody yeah. would be grateful for you to teach them. Hundred percent. But it's your failure to post content. It's your failure to get yourself on camera because you're afraid of what a small fifty people are gonna say when you have the potential to impact fifty million people on this freaking app. And you're worried about what 50 people have to say when your reach is in the millions, when your potential reach can be in the millions, if you if you utilize this platform correctly. Bro, I want to hear that quote. You said that you were about to say your favorite quote. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, Those that mind don't matter. And those that mind. Those that matter don't mind. And those that mind don't matter. Bro, I was actually going to ask those you. That, quote. Those that matter don't mind. So the people in your life that do matter, they won't mind that you're be that you're starting a business, that you're becoming a fitness coach, that you're starting a new weight loss journey. Those that mind don't. Those that matter don't mind. Those that matter, those people that matter won't mind you starting a new business. But those that mind don't matter. Like those people who do care about you and and want to talk negatively about you, they don't matter. Because here's the thing, if they're not paying your rent, they can't tell you anything. Like if you're not if you're not paying my rent bills, you're not paying my mortgage, like I don't want you to tell me anything, to be honest. Unless you could teach me, you could tell me something that's gonna enhance what I'm doing. Bro, I was gonna I literally put that in my notes to ask you about this quote because I was scrolling on your Instagram and I saw you give this quote. And that's a mind thinker. I was thinking, like, what does that exactly mean? Because it's kind of a mind twister, you really have to think about it. So I'm glad that you that you shared that. And you know what I, I have to think is the best revenge. And it sounds like you did this is success. The best revenge is success. So when they see you two years, three years from now, they're like, oh, Maddie, Maddie, like, can you help me do this now? Like, that is the best revenge. And it sounds like you did that perfectly. 100%. But I never, ever want to carry this message for that, for, for it to be an external piece of motivation. Like did I didn't like the, here's the thing, like the haters, the naysayers, like they were not in my thought process when I wanted to build this thing. They just weren't. It was an internal motivation internally, my love and passion for fitness and my love and passion to help other people. That's what got me here. And it was just like, I had that much love for it that I just didn't care about that outside noise. Like I cared more about helping other people than I did the, opi the, the opinions of these sheeps. Mm. So where am I coming at with this? Bro, I won't lie. That's something I, I struggle with a little bit is not that I don't love helping people, but it's that I have that, that, that voice inside of me that says, what if you mess up? What if you do that? What if you do this? And as you can see, I'm, I started a podcast. Like I've done, I've been doing things to help me get over this fear, but there's probably so many people listening to this right now that, that the, the voice of, of fear of being scared outweighs them so much to the to the voice that wants them to do better. How can people like that quiet that voice down better? Because it sounds like to me, you're naturally like this. Like you easily can just focus in on your goals and not care about anyone else outside of you. But there's probably a lot of people out there that just can't do that. Like what are some tips for that? 
that honestly, it, it it's a skill. It's a skill that you honestly, I still practice this skill to this day. To be honest, it's a never ending. It's a never ending work. It's never ending work to really try to kind of build this mindset. Like it's really in levels and it's, and it's, it's really a game at the same time. So just really just embracing the fact that at first it's going to be very, very hard. But once you do it one time, you're able to do it 10 times. You're able to do it 10 times. You're able to do it 100 times. When you do it 100 times, you can do it 1,000 times. Then the next thing you know, after 1,000 times, 10,000 tries, now you have it. Now you have that successful business. Now you found a content strategy that's gonna that, that helps you bring you closer to your goals. Mm. It's just it just it really just comes down to time. Yeah. And there's not there's not really an answer for it and the fact that you just gotta embrace it and just, you know, hey, it's gonna suck at first. You're gonna doubt yourself, especially when you first get started. You know, all these people calling you crazy, doubting you. You know, you can brush off at first, but here's the thing when you take that first sales call, that fifth sales call, the tenth, the fiftieth, and you're still struggling, now it's like, damn, where the are these people right? Should I stop? Should I keep going? Like it'll eat at you. And I truly believe that anybody's in that point on the verge of quitting. You're on that verge of quitting. You're not seeing any results. I don't care whether whether you're trying to lose weight or trying to build a business. And you're doing this for three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. And sure, you've seen some type of progress, but like eight weeks and this is all I've gotten so far. It is so easy to just pack it in, call it quits. Doesn't work out for me. I'm just... I'm just not a salesperson. I, I, my metabolism just, it, it's, it's just drained. I can't do anything about it. But if you can overcome that and rid yourself of those thoughts and be like, and instead reverse it and be like, damn, yeah, I have a slow metabolism, but I am so committed to becoming the best version of myself. I don't care if it's going to take me another 16 weeks to just lose another three pounds. I'll go through another 16 weeks. It's just having that mindset to like, when you're on that verge of quitting and you overcome that's where the true success really starts. And I can even test that for me in my own business right now, where it took me 50 sales calls. My first 50 clients, I fumbled the bag oh my on about gosh, 80%. Bro. I was not naturally in sales. I was not this good. Hmm. Speaking on camera, I was not this good. In fact, terrible. My stepdad used to, because I used to, I used to do this still living at his house and he used to be like, man, like, like you're, there's no confidence here. You almost used to laugh at me. There's no confidence. Like you have the script. I, I, what you're saying seems like a great offer and like this person should buy it. But the way you just delivered this was just super low confidence. Like you don't even believe in the words that you're saying yourself. Mm, bro. So but now here's the thing. I said, man, I don't care if I need to do another 150 calls. By that 200th call, I'm going to be a fucking expert. Amen, bro. And that's when you believe in that higher power to guide you the way. Because I promise you that higher power will not give up on you. He is not going to give up on you. Nope. Mm -mm. But it's about not giving up on yourself. And I, again, it sounds super corny, but it's nothing is more true. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite sayings is I'm just a failure who never quit. You say, say that again. I'm just a failure who never quit. Oh, bro, what? That's a that's a good one, man. That's a good one. I'm a failure that because, will never quit. Mm, that's a good one. Because I think we're all humans, man. We all have short-term failures. 
We all make mistakes. But if you never quit, you never really fail because that's the definition in the, in the textbook, in the dictionary, failure. It means you quit. It means you stop pursuing something. That's all it means. You stop pursuing something. Look it up. Look up the definition of failure. You stop pursuing something do or right you now? quit. Or do you know the exact? Yeah, do it right now. It's going to give you right one now. of those definitions. So death or should I just look up quit and see what pops no, up? No, failure. Just look up failure and oh. let me know what, what, what Google term it gives you. Let's see this, man. So failure dictionary. It says... Okay, I don't know if I'm on there. How do you define failure? Failure is defined as a lack of success or the inability to meet an ex an expectation. There's the inability, the inability to meet an expectation. Pretty much, yep. Don't you believe we can meet that expectation if we just keep trying? I believe it, man. Yeah, I do. And I, what I tell people is, you never fail; you only learn. Like, you got to learn from your failures, which you've probably done a million times. Dude, even to this day, even to this day, I've made many, 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 many mistakes. To hey, be honest. Yeah. But I don't, I don't beat myself up. Like, yeah, being, being a business owner, I've worked with over 2,000 clients in, in three, four years I've been with. Has every single relationship been a home run no some have went very sour but am i gonna dwell on one client that's treating me bad i can't dwell on that all yeah. i can do is be like damn this is the lesson that we learned from this client let's figure out how we can help the next one or let's figure out how we can avoid a client like this in the future so we can get better clients that's a growth mindset right there I you the I think the biggest philosophy piece that anybody can take is like just understanding what you can truly control. And this is something that's even in my in my I have a saying that I say every day. I would love to share this with you. It's just like a mantra that I tell myself every day. I'd love to hear. Yeah, share it. My name is Mateo Samoliveira. And I am a seven-figure-a-year earner. I have accumulated my wealth by being the best manager I can be with Everyday Success Team and developing my own personal brand. I understand that challenges will arise, but these challenges are necessary in order for me to see growth. I command my mind to stay composed and tackle each and every day to the best of my abilities. I will command my subconscious mind to only focus on the things that I can control while limiting myself and ridding myself of, of the things that I cannot. I am providing nothing but love and value to everyone around me. I am blessed with abundant amount of health, wealth, and happiness. And I am chasing these dreams every single day with massive action and relentless pursuit. I can, I will, I must, day by day, step by step, brick by brick. That is a mantra that I say to myself every single morning. That I don't sleep on. This, I can actually say with true conviction, I actually do say this every single day. I can Six tell, man. I can tell. That was I'm a in the paragraph. The one time that I don't do it is on Sundays. I actually don't go to the gym. And on Sundays, I've been a little bit lazy. I don't say this mantra. But six days a week, every day I'm in the gym, I always tell, my, say the, say, tell myself this mantra. It's usually when I'm in cryotherapy now, and I always find time for it. Non-negotiable. Bro, I need, to, I need to do that now. Wow. That's like a... It's so, a would you say that's... Think and grow rich. 
would you say that's like an affirmation for you pretty much? This is an affirmation. I've I learned this one from the book Thinking Grow Rich. Okay. Let's hear it. This mantra I learned from that book. Oh, this mantra. Mm. That I just shared. Yes. I learned well, obviously they gave me the framework. I obviously built it into my own words, but it's powerful in that mantra. It's again, it's all about getting that subconscious mind. Yeah. So if like, because here's the thing, man, I work with hundreds of clients. Of course, clients need help left and right. I've been on the Zoom, I've been on the Zoom call. I already have like four clients ask me, ask me, need help, we need questions, need need problems solved. Yeah. I need this mind to be strong. Cause I could easily just, oh, this freaking client again, another freaking problem. I get all angry. Like, what's that gonna do? Nothing. That's gonna do nothing. They're gonna end up canceling if I if I treat them like a dick. Yeah. No, I need to be supportive for them. I signed up for this. And this is what I'm here to, here to do. I'm here to deliver the value when you when you need the support. Mm. Man, that I need mantra to grow rich. I've I've read it before, you, but it's been a while. Did you also realize that in that mantra saying I said I am? Yeah. You know, it's I am. Speak how you want your goals in the in that I am phrase. Whatever your goals are, I am a seven-figure year earner. I am a six-figure year earner. Mm. That I am. It's not like I will. It's I am. You're already like embracing that you already have. You're already manifesting what life feels like with that already attained. Mm. I I do that myself, and I, I've I've noticed for myself that 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 makes me feel as if I have these goals, and then weirdly enough, it makes me act like I have these goals. That's what it helps me do when I say that. It makes me start acting like I'm a millionaire because I may not physically have it yet, but I know to get there, I need to act like that. And I'm glad you brought up subconscious mind. And this is something I'm working on programming myself. And bro, I just had a podcast with this one dude yesterday. He was saying something about how 95% of our thoughts, and you probably already know this, are subconscious throughout the day. Like only like a small percentage of our thoughts are actually conscious. And we think these thoughts every day. So to change our mindset, to change our life, we have to change our subconscious mind. How have you done this, bro? Because it sounds like to me you had a bad, you had a, I want to say a bad childhood, but definitely a childhood that I wouldn't say is all rainbows and flowers. So it sounds like to me, you probably had to do a lot of subconscious programming. Like, how did you do this? A lot of it. And first off, it's that mantra. Mm. It's, it was definitely the gratitude journaling. I went hard on that for two or three years straight. Mm. went hard on that for two three years straight i'm gonna and i and i'm committed to going hard again this year you and me bro let's do it and and number three was just the day-to-day action like any time that i've ever felt anxious upset sad feeling down on myself and then i look on what i've actually done that day and it's quite frankly on those days i feel like crap it's the days i haven't done much it's the days that i might have woken up late those are really the days where I'm starting to feel down on myself. It's the days where I just haven't put up, put, put in enough action. Cause I, and I love, and I loved your quote. You said something earlier that really made me think of something. It was like, where focus goes, energy flows. So how you can alter that mindset is just by focusing on performing positive habits. And that's why the journaling is super important. That's why the meditation, the practices that you do is super important. That's why the training day in and out is super important. Is what you're really doing is that you're cha- you're, you're you're training the mind. That's cool. The, the muscles look great. The six pack looks great, but understand you're embarking this journey to really train that mind because there's so many 
bullshit that's going to happen in our day-to-day lives that we have zero control over. Zero control over. Mm. I have a question for you. It's kind of a personal one a little bit. Because I know me personally, and I know a lot of high achievers struggle with this, is we always are looking forward. We're forward visioners, which is good. We live in the present moment and we're focused on the future. But do you ever just look back at your life and like just realize how much growth you've had? Like, have you ever just looked back and like just been so grateful for like what you have accomplished? Because like, man, like not many people at your age, you're 23, right? 25 now. 25 now. Not many people. You're getting old, man. (laughs) I'm 24, so I'm getting old too. But not many people like have have got the successful at your age and like what i see success as is not even monetary it's are you focused on your purpose are you feeling good every single day and are you loving life like that's what success is to me and i know success is different to everyone else like it's it's different to everyone else but do you ever look back and just realize how much you've accomplished dude all the time man all the time mm-hmm. all the time all the time and and here's the thing I got a lot of hate in in the beginning. I also did get a lot of love. I did, um, because you know, like I said, everybody in high school, everyone knew me. In college, everyone knew me. I was just, I was just that guy. I wanted the attention from everybody, so a lot of people knew me, and I always wanted to make myself a center of attention. So, of course, did a lot of people talk behind my back? Yes, there was a lot. Also, a lot of people that supported me. And a lot of the people that supported me, like they would always DM me, like, man, I love, I love watching you grow. Like senior journey is super inspiring because I can tell you firsthand how many people used to talk smack at you at the CERC, which is which is the gym back in college. Like I can't tell you how many people like literally watch you and like are waiting for you to fail and do something wrong. Mm. And that's why I really because you you just channel everyone out. And like, and and like that's the thing. I I will you'll never see me posting about like those people I, I, i'll share it on this podcast i think it's 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 and i'm only sharing because i think it empowers the listener reading this i think like you guys you guys hearing this coming out of my mouth it gives you value and that's the only reason why i share that but most of the time i don't really talk about that story or like these people because it's like that doesn't need like i don't even need to give them attention like they don't even deserve my attention to be honest with you yeah but you talk a lot deserve about... my... sorry i didn't mean to cut you off people that de- oh my bad my bad my... Go, go, go. The only people that deserve your attention are the people that are supporting you and are further helping you grow. That's mm. it. The naysayers, the haters, the doubters, they don't even deserve your attention. Just just wish them well and move on. That is the true, that is a true powerful way to succeed and move forward. Mm. Is wish the those people well and move on. Mm. That's it. Like I, I dude, I I love like that's another thing. You got like I want to see people win. Like the, the, the toxic ex-girlfriend who freaking broke my heart. Like I want her to win. Obviously, unfortunately, she can't win at my table, but I still want her to eat. Hmm. And you can love somebody from a distance like that. And that's totally fine. But when you start talking down on people, all you're doing is giving negative energy, energy to the world. The higher power, he don't like that. And he'll let you know that he doesn't like that. So that's why I'm very conscious of the energy that I bring. I'm very conscious of my words and how I talk about other people. I know there's someone above me that's dictating me places. And if I'm giving off negativity, the higher power will lead me towards more negativity. But if I'm giving positivity and I'm giving love, the higher power will guide me towards more gratitude 
sorry, towards more abundance and towards more positivity and obviously more gratitude. Man, that sorry, was Jonah, a, go ahead. No, no, that was a masterclass on the law of attraction. That was a masterclass. And by the way, I see in your bio, you have creator, or I think it's create your reality. And, uh, do you think that's what you do basically? Do you think that's what you're doing in life is just creating your reality one day at a time? Yeah, I love that quote, man, because you know, a lot of business coaches, I have spent so much money on mentors, probably close to probably close to six figures on them over the last three, four years here. Grateful for it. These are good investments. So you gotta take a risk if you want to succeed. And I've seen much a, a very good return on them. So I'm not saying this in a bad way. But can you repeat the question one more time? So well, I'll just say in your bio, I saw you had create your reality oh, and I don't know. Right, right, right. Tell me more I, about I, I that. Remember. Tell me more about that. So all these mentors, they would say, you know, the riches are in the niches. You got to find one specific audience that you want to really target. And I'm like, well, man, like, that's just not me. Like, I love the advice. And this is honestly advice that I give to my fitness coaches is you want to be a little bit more niche specific. But like me personally, just never sat with me. Like, I want to be the fitness coach. I want to be the business guy. And shit, I want to make rap music too all at the same time. Yeah. Like you're telling me like, I can't rap if I want to be a business coach. Like, no, I'm going to do both. But also that's led to me with imposter syndrome. Like, hey, like I'm trying to be a rapper. I'm trying to be a fitness coach. I'm trying to be a business coach. Like, are people going to take me seriously if I put out music when I'm trying to coach them and help them build their business? Will my clients take me serious as a, as a business consultant, as a coach? So a lot of these things really like got into my mindset. And I, and I remember my last album that I dropped, I held on. It was complete for nine months. Everything was done for nine months. And I sat on it. It was just oh, a wow. release. I was like, I don't think people are going to take me seriously. But you know what? I said, screw it. Like, this is my story. This is my life. If you're not going to take me seriously, can I make some rap music on the side? That's motivational, by the way. It's motivational rap music. That I, I love make. your music. I've listened to some songs, bro. You're you're actually good. And like your lyrics are great. Oh, like much I love love it yeah but now here's the thing i was always afraid that people wouldn't take me seriously because i was making music but at the same time i said you know what man screw this again those that mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind hmm. it's tongue can, twister can i can you gotta, I, you I can i ask you uh about imposter syndrome and i'm asking you for my own sake too because, bro, I deal with this a lot, uh, especially with this podcast, bro. I started like three weeks ago and I was messaging a bunch of people on one of the podcasts. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why would they want to go on my podcast? Like, am I being an imposter? There's so many other better podcasts out there. And this can relate to so many things. Like, I felt this on TikTok when I started as well. How do you like get around the imposter syndrome? Honestly, it's still something that, a lot of us still battle and like, it's just fine. Like it's, it's fine to battle with it. I think about having imposter syndrome as being a business coach. It's like, yo, I've paid other mentors who are now my competitors. Like, why would these fitness coaches come to me and not the mentor that I, that I invested into? Like, why wouldn't they just go to him? What's going to make him come to me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kind of understanding that it's like, it's like, you got to also remember that it's you. Like at the end of the day, people are invested into you, man. And that's what I'm, and that's what I, I remind myself day in and day out. It's like, dude, I have spent so much fucking money on trying new marketing things, doing different things. Trust me, I've tried the good and the bad and the ugly with my own marketing. Trust me, I've done it all. 
I've done it all. But you know what I've also learned? I've learned skill sets in all these different marketing services that I know in and out how to build somebody a landing page, a click funnel, a website, how to set up automations. For this all took time, effort, a lot of expenses. So with that being said, I remember of what I've currently accomplished and the skill sets that I've had that is also much different from a lot of these gurus who have no idea about CRMs and click funnels and, and setting up automations and texting email campaigns where they're really just selling you a fucking dream that, Hey, I got my fucking penthouse. <laughs> Sign up with me. Here's the $10,000 invoice. <laughs> you know, but that's not me. I always wanted to give good value and a good service at a good price. Mm. So I had to go back to the drawing board and figure out, well, how am I going to do that and still bring really fucking good results to my clients? Mm. This is making me, when would you talk around, this is really making me think of the word authentic, like being authentic. Like, yeah, it's about being you, sharing that truth story about yourself. That's mm. how you get, that's how you build the business though. It's like, you'll start seeing the followers go up when you stop trying to act like everybody else and you really preach your own value. You preach what got you to the physique that you have today. You preach what got you into the mindset that you have today. Because you got to remember, what do clients also invest into you for? And this is why I really learned business. They're not buying you for the workouts. They could go on YouTube and they could get hundreds of free workouts just by typing it in on YouTube and following along. Nice. But they're going to invest to you for all the knowledge that you've put yourself through in fitness. All the investments that you made to become certified, to, to hire mentors. Mm. They're in you into a mindset but there's the thing your mindset can't be replaced like you and i we're not the same person so the value that you share is gonna be different from the value that i share the story that you shared got to where you are is gonna be different from the story that i shared to got me to where i am mm. and your story is what's going to resonate into the hearts and the minds of your audience it's not your it's not your workout program it's your story bro. it's the value that you give and the interest you give that can't be replaced bro that's so true, man. That's so true. It really is. Because like you said, you can find so much stuff on YouTube. They really, yeah, that is so true. So you think it's... You wanna... Sorry, I was going to... Sorry, I'm going to... You say what? You go first. I was going to ask, do you think that people... Do you think people... Why do you think people struggle with being authentic? Do you think it's because they have a persona and they feel like if they be their authentic self and if someone doesn't like it, it's going to like ruin their life? Like... Why do you think people do struggle with being authentic? I think it's because that they're gonna that they're not gonna be that good at first, and they look for they kind of look for that easy way out. Mm. In short, like that's what really answers it. But now, I, but but here's the thing: what brings me back to what I wanted to say earlier is like because you're not replaceable. And I truly believe that clients, whether it's a fitness client or whether it's it's a it's a coach trying to trying to trying to hire a mentor like realistically the client is going to be more motivated if they work with somebody who they actually like where it comes to the point where they may give up on themselves but they're going to remember you and be like damn not only am i giving up on me but i'm also i don't mind giving up on myself i'm also giving up on jonah and mm -hmm. jonah shows up for me every single day and he puts in the work for me so when clients feel that they're not only going to fail themselves but they're going to fail you and when they really like and have that respect for you because you're your true authentic self every day on social media, mm. gives them that extra motivation to actually not want to quit and actually be committed to change themselves. Because when it's something bigger than themselves, when it's something, when you do something that's something that's bigger than yourself, it's also where success comes from. So here's the thing. 
I know that I'm not as good. I, I may not be, I, I want to say that because I'm, I'm very knowledgeable in what I do, but I know I may not be as high level as some of these really high ticket dudes. But what I do know is that if I could just be my authentic version of myself, show up every single day for my clients, show up every day on social media, that these people are going to actually want to work with me and build that relationship with me. And then when they feel like giving up, they also know that they're also going to give up on me. And I think that's very important. That's a very important thing to take in. It's being that true, authentic version of yourself. So people want to actually give you their best effort too. Well, I feel like I'm getting a coaching call from you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I'm getting so much knowledge and just insight. And I feel like Here's I'm going to through a brick wall after this. Here's the thing. I talk business, but guys, anybody listening to this, like it doesn't matter if it's business, whatever the goal is, I promise you, you just copy and, and paste it to whatever your goal is. Like these principles still apply to whatever it is that you are chasing, whether it's a job promotion, trying to lose weight, whatever it is, it's all tomato, tomato, and all it's all copy and paste that can apply to all areas. And that, Obviously, I just speak Finnish. That's, a, that's just the language that I know. Yeah. No, and that's why I... Uh... Because I feel like you've probably been asked a lot, like, how do you make money? How do you do all these things? But I really wanted to ask you more questions, too, on, like, just your mindset. Because I, I do believe your mindset comes first. And I feel like if everyone can build a mindset and honestly apply a lot of the things we've talked about today that you've talked about, their life would change completely. So, like, I really hope people do start applying what you're saying, man. And if you guys need to, who's listening to this, like, you guys should probably take notes on this podcast and rewatch it. Because I know I'm going to do that, bro. Like, I'm really going to be taking notes on all this stuff. But uh, I know I got to head out kind of soon. Uh, and I don't want to take a – I don't want to have a super long podcast because I want to do more episodes with you in the future, bro. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. One question I got, though, to kind of – well, two questions. I'll start with the first one was, what is your why? Dude, that's a good one. Dude, my why is my family, man. Mm. My why is my family, bro. Because I've seen the sacrifices my mom made and my father made to get me into the place that I am. And quite frankly, other pe other family members in my family haven't had the opportunities that I've had. Because my mom and dad separated at a young age. My mom married my stepfather when I was around six years old. My stepfather, he was a lieutenant in, in, in New Rochelle, which is in Westchester, like 30 minutes outside of New York City. So it's a major city down there. And he was a lieutenant, very good salary, very good income, benefits, everything. It moved me away from the ghetto of Bridgeport into a kind of an upper class neighborhood, family. And I had I had a lot of opportunities because of that. Went to a very good school. Lots of my family members, unfortunately, didn't. Um, I remember I had a best friend growing up. My mom and his mom were like, are still like this to this day. Very, very close. And unfortunately, he grew up in that kind of lower middle class type of family, type of neighborhood, type of schooling system. He never got the best educa education. He got right into a trade. That's how he's kind of making his money where I had a plethora of different opportunities. Any college, I could tell my stepfather where I wanted to go and he'd pay the tuition for it. Hmm. So... You know, upon just being granted the opportunities I have granted, I want to make it fucking the best fucking opportunity possible hmm. and be able to give back to my family, my mom, my mom and dad specifically. I want to buy them both a house like that's that's hmm. the biggest why that I have, which will happen. It's going to take some time, 
There's levels to the entrepreneur game. There's levels to the fitness game. 100%. I think I'm playing the chessboard to the best of my abilities right now. Can I be doing, can I be doing more? Yeah. But I think we all can agree. We all can be doing more. You know, you can even talk to Elon Musk and I, and I guarantee you somewhere deep down, he's like, I got to be working hard to myself over here. You know, we always have that constant, that constant urge of like, what's next. Um, but that's what also separates the great from the good is like the great, they always want to go one more. Like, I'm telling you, man, like even when there's millions of dollars in that bank account, I'll still be pushing. Like I'm like, I started from zero. Mm. It's just a mindset that that's been engraved. Yeah, bro. And I asked you that question because I feel like a why is so important. And I feel like not too many people have even asked themselves that. Cause I feel like when you, when you hit dark times, cause you probably hit times before you were like in your mind thinking, I want to quit. And in those times where you probably looking back at your why, like, I can't do this because like I got my mom, I got my dad, I have such big goals. Is that what you do when you, when you do hit dark times, you kind of look back at your why? Of course. What keeps you going? Mm -hmm. You always got to remember, I have many whys. Like my family, like is, is, is very much so being one of them. But if I could tell you a why today, like if I were to get deep down and down bad today, like, bro, remember, remember like what, how you got here to begin with. Remember that drunk college kid who was broke as shit, who gave his last $400 away and built and made six figures from his, from his last $500 investment. Remember that kid. Mm. Remember that kid who did nothing. Yeah. Who turned nothing into something. Now you're telling me we're, we're, we have a short-term block here and we're going to give up. Are you freaking kidding me? Cause I, 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 I've just, it's been to the point, man, I just stack my wins now. And these wins have been stacked for about two or three years now, four years now of this entrepreneur journey that like the why is bigger than that now. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. Well, but the, but the main why is I got to, I got to be that American dream for my mom, man. That's all she wanted. But I yeah. remember that the American dream for me wasn't, wasn't the degree and it wasn't the nine to five route. I told mom, I was like, mom, we had a different American dream. That's why I told her when I, when I got kicked out of college, Called my mom. I was like, mom, look, I just got kicked out. I'm not going back. I have a purpose. I have a why. I'm going to do good business, helping other people change their lives. And that's the bottom line. You're either going to support me or not. Which one is it going to be? Because I'm not going back. You have two choices. I can love you from a distance, but I, I'm already making money by myself. And I don't need to go back to your house. Like I'll, I'm going to go rent out an apartment. Obviously, my mom had no choice. She supported me. I kind of gave her no choice. Yeah. Then I gave the call to my stepfather. I was like, look, I'll pay back every single dollar you spent on my tuition, but I'm not going back. I have a business I'm going to run. I'm going to help a lot of people. You're either going to support me or not. And I'm more than happy to pay back any 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 of the tuition that I owe you. Mm. Of course, he supported me. But you see, I, I put my parents in that position. I was like, look, you're either going to support me. I'm going to do this by myself without you. So it's it's, it's one or the other. I'm, 20, I'm 21, 22 years old. Like I respectfully don't need you anymore. So if you're going to tell me no and to go do things on my own, I will. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You're either going to support me or not. <laughs> I ain't going back. I'm that not going some, back. That takes some big cojones. That takes some big, big balls to do it, that. Man. It was a sad conversation to have because telling my mom that, hey, it's either you're going to love me and support me or you can respectfully leave my life was definitely not an easy conversation. And definitely, and I, it, it almost like hurts me to say that because I love my mom to death and I would never, ever think of myself talking to my mother that way. But it had to be done. It was a conversation that had to be done. Yeah. Had to be done. And it sounds like you guys grew stronger from it. I would assume that's like a relationship. Much, much stronger. Yeah. She still freaks out. She has no idea about this online money thing. She still freaks out. She's like, are you doing, are you, is everything you're doing legal? Like, why don't you just go back to school and become a doctor or a lawyer? Like, well, I hope, your, I hope your mom, 
mom and dad listen to this podcast because I feel like you got you. I, I feel like they'll be really proud. And I'm not just saying that. I really yeah. do. Yeah, we gotta send it. I'll send it to them. Perfect, man. Well, I guess the last question I want to ask you: We've dived like a lot into your mindset, which was my main goal of this podcast because I knew you had so many nuggets to give, and you probably it's probably like the ocean. We probably only tap tapped 5% of your knowledge, I would assume. So I'll definitely need you on more podcasts and I'm guessing more people will want you on more podcasts in the future. But how about you tell the people kind of briefly more about your community and how you could potentially help someone out there who's listening right now who wants to make more money as a fitness coach or just as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so here's the thing. I operate a 9,000 person engagement group in, in the short term of things. So long story short, this is really best for an upcoming fitness coach where I put you in a group chat. In short, we, yeah, I can put you in with 9,000 other people. Other coaches, you know, I work with some real estate agents, life insurance agents, you know, entrepreneurs, coaches, and content creators in all different walks of life. And what we simply do, we just show love to each other. You know, you'll get put into, into one of our group chats. You'll be asked to like and comment on the recent 10 people who posted. When you're done, you're going to post yours. The next 10 people who use the group chat, they like and comment back. So what this really helps does is further help the algorithm really more in your favor, helps you with the Explore page, and really helping you grow your followers more organically that way because the more engagement you're able to drive on your post is the more that Instagram is going to start to recognize that post as being a good post and wanting to showcase it to more targeted people. So... This is an engagement group is pretty much what the biggest influencers and entrepreneurs have done to get to the point that they're at. It's always something that pretty much everybody does to get to the place that they're at. Uh, so the longest time I was posting all this content, I wasn't growing, wasn't growing, wasn't growing. I was trying to get more clients, trying to be, trying to be the fitness coach. Finally started to use the engagement groups. Remember I told you the other guy said in my DMs offered me the marketing service and I signed up for it and it doubled my business within 60 days. It was nuts. I was on the Explore page, followers started to grow tremendously. And I was like, damn, this is what everybody does, but nobody really shares to the public that they do it. Um, so anyways, fell in love with that business model, man. I was like, dude, every coach, fitness coach, entrepreneur, real estate, life insurance, doesn't matter. They need this because they're going to get beat by the competition by the people that are using this. Mm -hmm. So then I added an extra element to what I was doing because I was then I started to work with hundreds of coaches, coaches are getting great results. Everybody started to grow, but I understood these coaches were still missing mentorship, that they still didn't know how to sell. They still didn't know how to create their online programs. They still didn't know how to nurture their leads. Well, that's where I learned from my previous mentorship. So I was like, hey, why don't I take what I've learned in these two mentorships and combine it with this engagement group and like just make my own type of mentorship? That's exactly what I've done. Now, here's the thing. I wanted it to obviously be mine. I didn't want to steal or take from anybody else. That's just not how I operate. But it's about learning these skill sets, applying what works, applying what doesn't work, leaving what doesn't work into the, into the garbage, and moving forward that way. So when I tell you that I've spent tens of thousands, close to $100,000 in mentors, it's for a purpose. It's because even if I can gain one thing from this person, that one thing that I can learn can help bring value to the thousands of people that I'm going to work with in the future. Hmm. So granted, I have learned a lot of different marketing strategies, targeted ads, website design, click funnels, CRMs, automating workflows, automating calendars, 
the whole nine. So now it's just a bunch of tools to my Arsenal toolkit that I can really come in and whether you're making zero that zero a month, maybe you're making a thousand, two thousand a month, three thousand a month, I can easily double, triple, quadruple this for you. Um, very confident in my work now. I've the testimonials are there now. Um, and it's very affordable what I offer. And that's how I've always wanted to be in this space, man. I don't I never wanted to be that high ticket guy. It's a ten thousand dollar program with me. Hell no. I'm not I just so just something about me, I'm just not like that. Or, you know, a program it's five hundred a month, but you're contracted, you have to pay for twelve months straight. Like like, look, man, like I'm everything with me is month to month. Like if you're not happy with me, it's $250 a month. If you're not happy, man, like just cancel. That's all good. Because I understand that my coaching teaching isn't for everyone. And I also do know sad reality is only 20% of people really apply what they're being taught and trained. So I'll take the, I'll try, I'll look for the 20% of people and that's it. Because I know that once I put them on and once I show them everything, like I'll minimum 10x their ROI, and there's nothing more powerful than having that much conviction in your services. Where it's like, hey man, like look, I'm literally gonna bring you a thousand, ten thousand percent on your investment with me. Like you won't find me another stock, another crypto, another real estate investment that's gonna bring you what I can bring you. And that's why I love doing what I do. Yeah, man. And people gotta realize, like, you gotta invest in yourself. The best investment is in yourself. And I know you can and say that firsthand because you did it. Oh, 100%. Look, yeah. if there's under $10,000 in your bank account, the best investment you can make is into yourself is in, and is into more knowledge. 100%. Yeah. There's over 20K, 30K, 50K, you got over 100,000 there. Okay, now it's, let's look for some properties. Let's invest into some actual assets. Yeah. But if you're under 10,000 10, cash saved, hire a mentor, learn something new. 100%. And even if, even if you burn, because trust me, I've burned, I've burned multiple $5,000 from mentors, getting taught a dream. I'm like, look, man, I already know this, this, and this. Can you please just teach me this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it all covered. All right, here's the 5,000. And they didn't have it covered. Like, okay. Like, trust me, I've been burned so many times on that. It's, 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 it's really like, I could go off for days on it. But names, of course, I'm not going to bring any names. I don't need to bring anybody's energy down. I'm not going to give negativity to this world. Even though these people most definitely deserve to be calling them out, but I won't call them out. Karma will get um, them. Karma will get them. That's maturity, though. That's wanting everyone to win. That's just accepting the losses. Hey, it's actually my fault that I spent spent five thousand dollars with that guy. It's actually my fault. I'm not going to blame him. It's actually on me. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one that made the decision. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah. So, with that being said, and it, but it's also a never ending game. That's why I love this. Like even you as a fitness coach, there's new literature. There are new studies coming out every single day that you need to be on top of. So you're giving your clients the best results possible. Facts. It's never ending. It's never ending. There are more programmings that you're going to have to be doing. Mm -hmm. When your clients done with the first 16 weeks, do you have another 16-week program to seamlessly put them on? Then do you have another 16-week program after that? And after that? And after that? Facts, man. It's Life is a journey. Life is a marathon. It's a, it's, it's, it is a marathon. And like, quite frankly speaking, you know, I also love the entrepreneurship game so much. It's because do we ever really know what we're doing? We were talking about this <laughs> earlier. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up because we were talking about this. Yeah. Like, do we really know what we're doing? Of course, I have an idea and I know, I know what I'm doing. But at the same time, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just trying a bunch of shit. A bunch of shit is working. A bunch of shit isn't working. But with the shit that is working, we're working on those and making those even better. 
Facts. Do we still even know what we're doing? It's controlled chaos. That's how, the, that's how the entrepreneurship game works. It's controlled chaos. But again, that's why we focus on the principles. It's about the mindset. It's about the gratitude journaling. It's about the daily mantras, the affirmations. It's about pushing yourself day in and day out. That's why I do cryotherapy therapy every day. I think I put myself in a negative 180 degree chamber for three and a half minutes for fun. No, I do it to freaking conquer this guy in here, which is my, I'm pointing out in my brain right now. Yeah, for anyone who's not watching the video. <laughs> you know what, bro, I could keep talking to you for hours, man. Bro, we definitely, <laughs> I mean, I would be down to make this longer, but I have to go some more pretty soon. But bro, like, nah, awesome. Nah. I appreciate you so much. Like, we did good, man. We did good. Yeah. I appreciate the questions. I appreciate the good energy. You always give this good energy. So you, you, it's definitely a yes to have me back. Um, just tell me the time and the date. I'll be on time this time. I promise you. Bro, it's all good. Actually, one of my uh, <laughs> resolutions is being on time myself because I'm I'm normally always a little late to things, but uh, no, you're all good. I, I appreciate you. Always a little late. Me too, man. Even in college and everything, I was, I'd always show up to class exactly three to five minutes late. It was like <laughs> always three to five. I do the same thing, and I don't know why I do this. Like, I don't get it. I, I have, I think I have ADHD, so I don't know if maybe I think I have more time than I do, but I don't know. I think, I think I'm the same way. But hey, we embrace it, man. Facts, man. We just embrace. It. That's why we operate our own schedule now. It's the beauty of it. See, you took you took all those risks. You got to where you are now. Now you now you control the schedule. Exactly. That's the beautiful thing about it. Don't Calendly. Hey, I'm open this time. Let's let's hop on a call. Let's blah blah blah. But. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Maddie O'Fit at Maddie O'Fit on literally all platforms Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. At Maddie O'Fit, that's M A T T Y O F I T. Maddie O'Fit. And I'll put it in the description. I'll post this on YouTube, but for anyone on Spotify, I'll put it in the description for you guys to see. Because you guys have to follow him. He has, he's one of those people that if you follow, there's no way you don't get better. So, like, you guys need to follow him and get his get his knowledge and i bet you guys will because i really truly believe a lot of people probably had some mind blowers during this conversation because i know i did much Joan, but, i appreciate you again man. we'll do this yeah, soon yeah man and uh for everyone who's listening make sure to stay fit for life because you guys can do it just take it one day at a time and apply some principles we talked about on the podcast today but uh, I appreciate everyone listening in. And Maddie, is there anything else you want to share before we head off? I, I, I've shared everything, man. I got nothing right now. Yeah, bro, you have. I love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. But I'll see you on the next one. Sounds good. Peace.